Let's pray, shall we? Jesus, we love you. We love who you are. We love what you've done for us. We love that we're part of your family. We love it that we know your Father now in heaven as our Father. We thank you that those that are in you have been adopted as sons and daughters. We thank you for this remarkable thing that is called church, but it's your family. Lord, we thank you that we are wrapped up in your story uh, to be a blessing to the world. Uh, We thank you, Lord, that you've turned our lives upside down. Uh, And Lord, I thank you that even if we're sat here today and this is all a bit strange and we're quite not sure who you are, Lord, I thank you that your door is always open, that you are a God who is seeking those who are open to you. And so I pray for all of us that we would know you deeper today, that we would become closer to you today, uh, that we would become envisioned in you today. Uh, that we will go from this place changed inside and, and re-envisioned in all that you have for us, not only together, but as your people, as your family. So we pray, Holy Spirit, just lead us, speak to us as we come to the end of our time this morning. And Lord, we particularly want to create space for the prophetic. Lord, I pray, speak to us as a people. We are those that are keen to listen nearly and dearly to you. We are are nothing without your leadership and without your life in us. So Lord, we pray, lead us in your son's name for his glory. Amen. 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 Well, it's great. I'm excited. Can you tell? I'm excited about, uh, I could have carried on praying forever. I just just felt, yes. So it's superb to be here. Um, If you don't know, I guess you've picked up the theme. Uh, This is the last time that we're on one location. And uh, this is trying to represent some of this. We're now from next week. We are Woodside East site and Woodside West site. And we particularly wanted to look at the, the theme of family today. Felt that would be helpful uh, and hopefully uh, would answer some questions about where we feel God has led us to and what we feel the next stage is. Uh, and I've been thinking about family and it's not difficult over the Christmas period to think about family. Uh, for many of us, not for all of us I know, but for many of us, uh, Christmas is a time when you, you sort of reconvene with family. And uh, Christmas is a great snapshot on family life and how your family has evolved and changed over many years. Uh, and it's uh, it gives an example of the story, as I reflected, the story of my family to date and how my family is evolving, but also your family. And uh, uh, I mean, Christmas brings many great celebrations, some challenges, uh, but one thing is it gives a little snapshot on, on what family is like in your context. Uh, when I think of my early Christmases, uh, we were meeting uh, in my mum and dad's home, if you like, one location. Uh, and everything really revolved around that house. Uh, my mum and dad are here, actually. Uh, and so it was mum, dad, uh, and my elder brother, Steve. And uh, for, for many years, it was plus the three galloping grandmas, as they were known as. Uh, so the galloping grandmas was my grandma, uh, my nana, and my great aunt. Oh, boy, they were great fun. Uh, and uh, I remember one day picking them all up from London and driving them through London with three galloping grandmas in, 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 the, in the car. It was tremendous. We had great fun, great memories, great times. Uh, and because we are uh, the Tibbet family, it means there's things that we do that we do at Christmas. Uh, so one thing that we do at Christmas is we always watch the Queen's speech. Always watch the Queen's speech. 
Um, didn't hear a, a loud amen from that, but uh, I mean, maybe it's, uh, maybe it's our, only our family that does this. So we watch the Queen's speech. Plus, we are only allowed to open our presents after the Queen's speech. I mean, it was tough. It was tough in my house. Is anyone else had to go through that ordeal, that, that privilege? And, uh, and then came the card games. See, being a Tibbet family, we are gamblers. <laughs> Not normally, but we're certainly competitive. So we'd all have, that's, that's great. So we'd all have, we'd play cards, and uh, even this year, you know, it, it, when it was the Tibbets all got together, uh, it was uh, card games. Chase the Ace is the, uh, is the one we tend to play. So, but Christmas remained the same for many years, and then, of course, it changed. As Steve and I got older, uh, and, uh, you know, someone called Dawn began to come into my life. Uh, and uh, for Steve, it was a, a young girl called Deb. And Christmas began to change. And then ultimately we got married, and then Christmas became different again. You know, we then share ourselves between, between you know, my mum and dad and the in-laws, and then we had children, and then, of course, it changes again. But every year, if you look at Christmas, you get a little snapshot of how the family is changing. And some challenging things about that, let's be real, but also many blessings as well. And uh, I know that was the case for us. I remember when the girls were growing up, uh, Esther probably was about 10, I don't know, 9, 10, and she came to me, and it was a time when all the kids at school were saying uh, that they were starting not to believe in Father Christmas. Okay, now I believe in Father Christmas, just one for that. Okay, I believe in Father Christmas. Uh, but Esther came to us and said, Dad, it's okay, I still believe in Father Christmas. I said, Oh, great, why is that then? She said, Well, I look at all the presents he buys, he gets me each year, and there's no way. You and mum could afford all those presents. <laughs> so I believe in Father Christmas. So he was getting far too much credit for Christmas. So next year, strangely enough, we gave more presents than Father Christmas. But Christmas has changed. So now Christmas is actually on many locations. In fact, we've had to create a, uh, another day which we've called Tibbet Day. It's an unofficial bank holiday in our family. So we have Christmas Day... Uh, Boxing Day, and then we have Tibbet Day. It's the only way we can try and get everyone together. The toughest thing is trying to agree what day Tibbet Day should be because it changes each year. We've even had Skype contact with our daughter when she hasn't been with us on Christmas Day. So so Christmas is a a snapshot, if you like, on on family, how family has changed, how family grows, how, how new sons and daughters arrive, new sons and daughters become fathers and mothers, and, uh, and, and the story continues. Now, it's not difficult to draw a parallel to that snapshot, if you like, to a nuclear family and a growing family, to a church family. And we, of course, uh, some years ago, in quite recent years, actually, we were one meeting about this number of people, one meeting, and then we felt it was right to go to two meetings. And now, as we all know, I trust if you don't, breaking news, uh, we are becoming what some would call a multi-site church. It's all little jargon, I know. But basically, the family is growing. And so this is a snapshot, but then the family is growing. And from next week, we will be three meetings on two locations, one on the east and one on the west. But in the same way that we, if you like, in my family, when we have Christmas, there are things that you can recognise in a Tibbet Christmas. 
be it the gambling or be it, be it washing the queen or when you open the presents. Well, there's something about what we're multiplying here. There's, if you like, a, a, some family traditions or some, some, some family likeness or what we've worded as our DNA. We're looking to reproduce something of ourselves. So when, when people rock up in the west of the town, they say, hey, this feels like Woodside. It will feel different as well. It's a different context, different part of the town, different building, of course, different people. But actually, there's something in, in, in that you would recognize, and we've articulated that, uh, as many of you would know. So we're in that place of uh, a family growing and multiplying. But you know, our story goes way further back. And there's a danger that we, at these moments, get almost insular in our understanding of what God is doing. We think, oh, this is the Woodside family. Well, yes, it is. But actually, our family, our story goes back generations. In fact, this goes back to God's plan for the whole of humanity. Because God chose a man and his family to bless the world. In fact, the family was his clan. It was, like, it was bigger than extended family. So, so God chose a man and his family to bless the whole of the world. So when we talk family, it's not something that is just nice. It actually goes right to the bedrock of who we are. And I think we often, people miss that. I'm certainly the world misses this. They don't understand that we're a family. Let me unpack this further. Genesis 22 This is God speaking to a man called Abraham, or Abraham as he became. He says this, I will surely bless you and make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as the sand on the seashore. Your descendants will take possession of the cities of their enemies and through your offspring all nations on earth will be blessed because you have obeyed me. And in fact, that promise is repeated countless times to, to a man called Abraham, and then God renamed him to, to Abraham, which meant father of many. In fact, in the New Testament, this theme is picked up. If, if we're thinking, well, is that Old Testament? Is, is this us? Is this part of our story? Well, Acts 3.24 says this, Indeed, beginning with Samuel... All the prophets who have spoken have foretold these days, and you are heirs of the prophets of the covenant God made with your fathers. He said to Abraham, through your offspring, all peoples on the earth will be blessed. So we're we're heirs to this promise. Our story goes that far back. Romans 4, Paul writes these words, one of the writers in the New Testament. Verse 16, therefore the promise comes by faith, so that it may be by grace and may be guaranteed to all Abraham's offspring. Not only to those who of the law, those who grew up in a Jewish inheritance, but also to those who have the faith of Abraham. He is the father of us all. Abraham is the father of us all. As is written, I have made you a father of many nations. He is our father in the sight of God in whom he believed. There's a song, isn't there? Maybe some of you, if you grew up in church, you may have, uh, some of you are smiling, uh, you may, you know, do you know the Father Abraham song? 
Father Abraham had many sons. Many sons had Father Abraham. And I am one of them, and so are you. So let's all praise the Lord, right arm, Father Abraham, yeah? It's funny, a silly, silly little song, but the truth, the truth, amazing. I had other songs I was going to sing today. I mean, the other one hand was Sister Sledge, We Are Family. But I felt I was getting carried away. Yeah. So God chose a man and a family to bless the world. We are not a club. We're not an organization. Although it's good to be organized. <laughs> yeah? But we are a family. That's God's way. That's how God defines everything of who we are. How, defines how we relate to one another. Defines how we do things and, and what we do and how we do it. I mean, if you need convincing, and I, I get the impression you don't, but let me give you a few examples. Just consider the language that Jesus used when he addressed God. He could have said, Sovereign Lord. He could have said, Almighty God. All of these things would have been true. But he said, Abba, Father, or Papa, or Dad. And then encouraged us to do the same. When asked, how do you pray? He said, well, we'll say our Father. So we're encouraged. It's family. It's always family. Paul's language was the same. He talked about Timothy, one of the leaders he was training. He talked about Timothy, my son. He didn't say Timothy, my Padawan, if you like Star Wars. Or he didn't say, you know, he said, it's my son. See, the language that Jesus used, the language that the writers in the New Testament used, is all family language. So it's not even just the promise that we're inheriting. It's, it goes deeper into all that we do. Paul also knew where this started from. Ephesians 3 verse 14 uh, is an amazing verse. It talks about who God is. And in fact, it's, it's a verse. Oh, you've got it already. Okay, I'll read it. Then I'll tell you what I was going to say. For this reason, I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. Now, if I'm honest, when I read that, I've tended to skip quickly to the next verses. I'll tell you what they say. They say, I pray out the glorious riches. He may strengthen you with power through the Spirit in your inner being. And it talks about establishing us in love. And, and all those, some of us may be familiar with those words. But right at the beginning, it's this phenomenal Sentence For this reason I kneel before the Father from whom every family, every family and on earth derives its name, receives its name. So we, we are, some of us in this room are fathers because God is Father. Do you understand? And, 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 and because we have families, it's because God is a father of a family. You know, do you understand? And so it's more than just... It's, it's, it's in who God has made us. We are, if you like, all fathers and families are a shadow or a glimpse of who God is and his family. All fathers, all fathers derive. They come from him. So we are family. We are part of God's family, called to be a blessing to the world. So what does being family look like? I've got... Five. Let me just check. I've got five things. Just we could say many things. Five things that I think 
are ways that we express what being family looks like. The first is this. Building family means that our style is family. See, Paul, when he wrote to and met with different leaders and wrote to different churches, he always was sharing his life with them. He wasn't this distant leader that was slightly separated from from the rest of the the people. He was always sharing his life with them. In fact, when he uh, wrote to the leaders in Ephesus, he said, you know what I was like. There's a sharing of one's life. So even from a leadership perspective, we're family. We're family. So so the the leaders here, the, the elders here, are, are not professional leaders. It may be it's for some of us our job, but we're not professional leaders, we're fathers. We're actually fathers in, in God's church. Even the fact that we encourage and, and all of the elders uh, are in community groups. So myself, Tim Green, David Devonish, and some Thomas, we're all, we're all in community. We share our lives with one another. Now, for, for most of us here, we're thinking, well, well of course we would. Because most of us have grown up in that environment. But that isn't necessarily what everyone has experienced. You go to other cultures particularly and there's this real sense of the man of God. And there's a, there's a slight separation. We say, no, 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 no. We're family. Families aren't like that. You know, leaders aren't, you know. Now they're respected and honoured for who God's called them to be. Of course, as all of us are respected and honoured for what God has called us to be. But we're family. And the elders of the church, the leaders particularly, are to be fathers. We need fathers across the church. We need mothers across the church. So our style is to be family, the way we share our lives together, the way we interact, where there's older brothers and younger brothers, there's older sons and uh, older daughters and and younger daughters. And we're to be like that to one another. Often, I, I, I said this weekend to Dawn, I said, you know, in the end, when it comes to what I do here, I've realised I'm a dad. I'm a dad. And it's interesting. Dawn and I meet with, with in many contexts, lots of younger couples often. And I'm trying to think, well, what, why do, sometimes I think, why do they want to meet with me? What do I bring? And I realise I'm just a dad to them. As you are to many others as well, if you're, if you're a guy. Uh, or you're a mum. I know many of the women here are tremendous mums to younger women. So our style is family. Secondly, building family represents relationships. It's sort of obvious, but it, it's worth saying. Uh, again, Paul talks about older mothers with younger mothers. There's, there's this relationships that are, are built and connected. There's this, the sharing of life together means that we just don't rock up on a Sunday morning and that's it. No, no, our lives begin to be intertwined, which of course means that when we go to a place of change, that brings a, a challenge. So sometimes I think, I really think this, I think I loved it when my daughters were about nine and 11. Really did. Esther and Becky, and it's Dawn and I. I mean, I was in my 30s. That was good as well. <laughs> my wife was in her 30s, come to think of it, but that's not the point I'm trying to make it. And it was a beautiful time. We were, we were just together. I mean, the girls' lives was me and mum. 
you know, you know, they hadn't hit GCSE. It was, just, it was just a great season of life. Precious, precious. If you're in that season, enjoy it. It'd be nice to have stayed there. Silly, I know. But there's something that would be nice about that. But then you, you run the clock forward. If Imagine that was my mum and dad saying, which she probably wouldn't have done, but if my mum and dad had said, you know, imagine Stephen Martin staying 11 and 9. Gosh, perish the thought, mum. <laughs> it was Steve. He was a troublesome one, let's be honest. It would be crazy, wouldn't it? And then, of course, you'd have none of the family growing. You wouldn't have new babies and new sons and daughters. But when there's a change, it, 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 it sometimes is difficult because we're family. But actually, families grow. Yeah. And families multiply. That's what families do. And uh, I'm mean, even on a practical level, I, I have fun with Tim and Catherine. Tim and Catherine are phenomenal leaders and pastors, both of them. And they have a, such an ability to remember people's names and their children's names and their grandchildren's names. I mean, it drives me balmy, I tell you. <laughs> You wouldn't believe, and please hear my heart on this, you wouldn't believe how many times I've said to Tim, now what's that person called again? It's true, isn't it? But now we've hit the moment, hallelujah, when Tim cannot remember everybody's <laughs> grandchild's name. Just. We even joked the other day about our directory. We've reviewed our directory. It's about two and a half years old. Just new one about to come out. And it's now, it was about 420 names. Now it's 550 names. Uh, which gives an indication of, of what God's doing. But also, it's, yes, we've hit the tipping point. Tim cannot remember every name. <laughs> I'm naughty to you, I know. You're amazing. But it's because we're, we're family. It's relationships. <laughs> Having your own joke down there, I know. So family, building family represents relationships. But of course, that means it's challenging too. You know, I'd love it, Christmases, to be that I didn't have to look at Skype and see my daughter in London. I'd love her to be with us. But actually, I wouldn't take that from her at all because she's growing her own family, growing her own life. And we're still family. Thirdly, building family releases others. See, building family raises sons and daughters. For us, it raises sons and daughters of our God, our Father in heaven. In fact, that's, that's the foundation, isn't it? That we, we, began, we, we, we know God as Abba, as our Father. We, be, we understand that we're adopted, we're, we're loved, we're affirmed, we're welcomed by God who thinks the world of us. I mean, that's the foundation point, that we become sons and daughters. But also we raise sons and daughters that grow and go further. We, we pray further than we've ever gone. That actually sons become fathers and daughters become mothers. One of the thrills for what has already happened getting to this point is how many people have moved from, uh, from where they were playing their part to, take, to now taking on more responsibility, sometimes more leadership. Uh, you wouldn't believe that the, the challenge is, <laughs> maybe you do, to fill rotors uh, on a practical level. When you suddenly decide we're going to launch a whole meeting, but we're going to do it on a different location. I mean, whoever came up with that idea? But it, it, and the team, I just want to honour my staff team. They are phenomenal, working so hard uh, at trying to, 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 to serve the church family well and, and recruit and raise up. And you just need to look at the band. You look at how the, this represents what, in terms of the raising up of people right across the church. It's a fantastic and fantastic achievement. Uh, there are still some gaps. 
Uh, and and it just, that isn't a big push, but just to say, if you're part of the family, play your part in the family. We need you. We need you. So family releases others. One of the thrilling things that I wanted to share with you all is that, uh, as I said uh, briefly beforehand, we have four elders, four fathers of the church. Uh, but we, I would like to share uh, about, with you now about two men uh, that we would love to see become elders at Woodside Church to, to, to add to our team. Uh, and just to explain how this works, so elders are like the fathers of the church, like a father and a family, and they have a responsibility to, for the ultimate care and oversight of the church family. And uh, the way we've been talking as a team about who we feel we see God's grace on, because this isn't something that we think, oh, well, let's promote that person. It doesn't work like that. It's actually us asking the question, who is God raising up? And in fact, this is something we're involved in this together. We're all saying, well, who, who are the fathers that, that God is beginning to give grace to play a role as fathers together with the other elders on, on the team? Uh, we also involve others who involve, from outside of our church, uh, so within the Catalyst family. So a man called Colin Barron, who we work with very closely. Some of you know Colin very well. Uh, so Colin's involved in this process. And we are thrilled to say that there are two men that, that we really see God's grace on. And we wanted to share with you. Uh, it is our intention to see them come through as elders. But we wouldn't want to impose this. Uh, leadership in the New Testament is not imposed. You just don't announce someone. You're thinking, well, who's he? It doesn't work like that because it's, it's family. How can it work like that? Uh, but the New Testament model is, is that we're all involved in this. Uh, and so uh, we're sharing that you know, we really believe this is right, obviously. And, we, um, and we've actually consulted uh, uh, already with a wider group. We've spoken to the, what we would call the senior leadership team, which is the elders plus another group, plus another six men and women. And uh, also I talked with the trustees of the church and with some others as well and uh, all have said unanimously great call we agree with you and you're all thinking sitting there but who are they who are they I thought I'd give you the preamble first Uh, we would love to see Richard Clements and and, uh, sorry Hudson Ebenezer uh, become elders of the church That's a, great, that's a great response. That's a great... You don't know how tricky it is, not particularly for me, but for them. They're thinking, I wonder how this is going to go. And I'm saying, don't worry, guys, it's going to be fine. In fact, I met... Dawn and I met with uh, Rich and Gaynor and uh, Hudson and... Um, Vidya, sorry. It's family. I'm great with names, okay? I even know the names of their children, Jessica and Elisha, you see, so... And, you know, I... <laughs> Did you hear what they said? What about Richard and Gaynor's grandchildren? <laughs> Look, we're family, OK? <laughs> Sometimes dad, dads get it wrong. <laughs> uh, let me just... Richard and Gaynor are an amazing couple. Both of them. Now, we're, we're, the, the grace we're saying is on Richard. Uh, and so that's what we're talking about. And, but actually, you know, as a couple, they are phenomenal. Both are actually on the staff team here. But that's almost, as an aside, that's not the main thing here. Uh, Dawn and I met them this week. It was great fun. They're good friends of ours. And we as a team wholly 
and completely and wholeheartedly recommend this man uh, to be an elder of the church. Uh, equally, it was great fun with Hudson and Vidya. Uh, and, uh, I mean, they are an amazing couple. Oh, man. And, and great to, you know, I say as it is, great to have a younger man coming through with such heart for God. And both of them give, give themselves to this church, as those of you who know them would know. They're sat at the back, I just noticed. Uh, and they really would equally wholeheartedly uh, recommend. Now, we'd love to have feedback because we want to involve you in the process. Our intention is in you know, weeks, maybe a couple of months' time, uh, we, we will organise an opportunity to lay hands on them. That's, that's the plan. But we want your involvement in that, so we'd love to get your feedback. It's great, isn't it? The family is growing. Praise God. Fourthly, right, let me finish these two. Fourthly, building family means reproducing a family likeness. You'll be pleased to know that it doesn't mean you've got to watch the Queen's speech at Christmas. But it's that type of thing. They're things that God has done in us. We call it our DNA. And in fact, we felt that this was important enough that the first sermon series that we begin when we are open for business as a multi-site church on the 27th of January, we're going to do a series on our DNA. So I don't need to reference it too much now, but we want to say, look, this is who we are. This is, this is for us, to, so, so we can all be clear. Now, we've talked about it before. I won't go into detail now, but there are four statements that we've had. This is who we are, to be a people that are full of grace and full of truth and what that means, etc. Word and spirit. Like I'm doing it now, you see. We can come to that in a few weeks' time. And fifthly, a family has a purpose. Relationship without purpose is static. You see, if God blesses, and I realise this isn't the case for all, but if God blesses a, a mum and dad with children, then their purpose is very much built into growing sons and daughters and seeing those sons and daughters grow and have their own families. See, natural families in that context grow and multiply. You see, relationships without purpose is static. If we, if we become all family and no purpose, then we haven't listened to what God said to Abraham. Abraham said, not just through this family, he said, I want, God said to Abraham, I want you to bless the nations. And so we're called to be family, but we're called to be a blessing to the nations. So if you're going west... There's another song, isn't there? Go west. If you're, let me, actually, let me change the phrase. If you're called to the west, then you're called to be a blessing. But let me say this. If you're called to the east, do you hear me? Those of us who are east are called to the east. Because we're called to be a blessing. And in fact, what God is doing for us together as a people is some he's calling to the west and some he's calling to the east. And as I was thinking and praying about this, I was reminded of Acts 18, and I use this just to close and then we'll bring the kids down and we'll and move things forward. But Acts 18, verse 10, God said to Paul, and he was in Corinth, and he was under lots of opposition, and he said, I have many people in this city. That's what he said to Paul. And I thought God would say that to us that he has many people in this city, in this town, if you like, whether it's east or west. And in fact, what God's looking for is this church family uh, to respond with all vigor, as I know you do and I know you are doing, and be a blessing, whether you're called east or west. Amen? Amen. Amen.